Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Just spent an hour, obviously, talking about, you know, people beeping alive on, on machines. And we talked about Archie Battersby in the UK and the very reason, according to Archie's mother, that he's in the situation he's in and that he has been unconscious since April the 7th is because he was doing some TikTok challenge. Now, I don't want to go into it, per se, exactly what the challenge entails, but needless to say, it's not good. Um, and it is one of these many challenges online that children are encouraged to get involved in, which could be dangerous to their health and their safety. And one man who has a book out on how to keep your child safe or how to keep your kids safe on the internet is a security expert from the UK and probably one of the best in the business with over 25 years experience. And we've talked to him on the show before many times. He's a good friend of the show, Will Geddes. Good afternoon to you. Very good afternoon to you, Niall. Thanks for the invite on the show, mate. Now, in relation to, I suppose, keeping your kids safe online, and I know you kind of, till you're blue in the face, you're trying to tell parents, it's about educating the parents and not the kids, isn't it, really? Because... I don't know how too young. Uh, how young is too young? I mean, how young is too young to hand your child a smartphone? Well, to be honest, I mean, most people will generally look around about the age of 10 when they give their child their first phone. Now, whether that's a smartphone or not really depends on how trusting the parent is of the child. So fundamentally, it comes down to the relationship between the child and the parent. And one of the things that I always try and emphasize with any parent is the three T's, as I call it. Uh, the first is obviously talking, and that's having an open dialogue with the child on a regular occasion to discuss not only what they're doing in their real world, but what they're doing in their online world. So we have to accept that children inhabit an online existence as well as an offline existence. And it's understanding who they're talking to, where they're going, what they're looking at, what their interests are. And second is trust. And it's very important for the parents to bestow in the child a bit of a degree of trust and the child to know but the parent isn't going to be snooping necessarily on everything they do, but very, very important, and it's the last team, which is the teamwork, which is if the child comes unstuck and gets in a difficult situation, is distressed by something that they see, that they can talk to the parent and discuss it with them. Is, is there anywhere in that conversation or in that kind of relationship where you should every now and again say to a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old when they're starting off on that journey online that you can say, okay, can I have a look at your phone, please? Or, yeah, no, or I mean, I mean, people think this is some sort of invasion of privacy, but but should their children? No. We have a duty and responsibility, well, do we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say now that until such time as the child pays for the phone and pays for the servicing of that phone, it is your phone, and that phone is being lent to that child. That phone is a loaner, as is an iPad, as is a computer. So you have every right and entitlement to investigate it and inspect it from time to time. When I talk about trust, I'm talking more so about not putting spyware on the child on the child's devices. If you put spyware on a child's devices, it is purely a challenge in many cases for the child to try and defeat. Um, and if the child discovers that unknowingly you have put, or unwitting to them, you've actually put spyware on their device, you break that trust down. So it's very important that you can say to the child, look, I need to check your, your search history. And one of the things that I always say to a, to, to a parent is to say to the child, I have the right to look at your search history from time to time. Now, I'm not going to tear you off a strip if I see you looking at something unusual or something that I probably wouldn't like you to see, but we do need to have that dialogue and discuss it. So you're not venturing into a world of confusion uh, and, not, and, distra and potential distress without us being able to have an open dialogue 
it doesn't mean that I'm going to chastise you, take your device away, punish you in some way. I mean, one of the, the, the organisations over here, I'm not too sure which one of them was, but we spoke to them more recently and they talked about the startling figures of 10 and 11-year-olds and the amount of 10 and 11-year-olds who are being exposed to pornography at a very young age, something that we wouldn't have ever yeah. been exposed to because the best no. we could do was Mayfair magazine if your dad happened to have it in his top drawer. But these, but these <laughs> exactly. kids are being exposed to all sorts of hardcore pornography at maybe 10 or 11 or 12 years of age. How do parents, because it is up to us to make, to make sure they don't see that or, you know, they're not exposed yeah. to that at a, such a very young age, which can be way, quite damaging. So how do, we, how do we do that when we're not really educated around this? Well, we can't really stop them. That's the one thing that I say to parents, which is obviously the most distressing for them to hear, is the fact that, you know, you can't stop your child seeing pornography, for example, because even if you put the controls on their own device, it's going to be their friends that are going to show them this kind of material. But what's really important is for the child to understand that pornography is not a true representation of an adult or an intimate relationship. And this is the most important part, really, of having that communication and that conversation, that open sort of uh, relationship with your child to be able to discuss these things so they can comprehend it. And if you bear in mind that a child, obviously, at a very young age, is trying to understand this kind of material, you know, uh, if they're looking to their peers to try and comprehend it, they're never really going to get a balanced and, and, uh, and a true representation of exactly what it means. I mean, they and don't... But the one they, thing that I would add in there, yeah. Carl, I would add in there, the one thing I always say for parents to reiterate to children is that they have to run by that mantra, which all of us really should follow, which is what is seen can never be unseen. So very important for the child to understand that, yeah, they may want to seek out this kind of material, but what they see may give them nightmares. It may actually have a very detrimental or traumatic effect on them. Yeah, well, I mean, some of the stuff I've seen as an adult online would have a detrimental effect on you. I mean, I'm talking about stuff people will send like random videos on WhatsApp or something of, you know, of a, a road accident or something like that or whatever it is. And they can have traumatic effects on people as well. But, 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 but in saying that, getting back to, you know, educating your children about their digital footprint, for example, and... Do children have any kind of, they, they don't really have any understanding of, you know, when they put something up online, a photograph of themselves or whatever it happens to be, you might as well be walking out in the middle of, you know, Leicester Square or, you know, O'Connell Street in Dublin or whatever it is and putting it up on a wall because everybody gets to see it. But they don't have really an understanding of that, do they? No, absolutely. And the one thing, again, to, to reinforce to children is that, to, unfortunately, you know, unlike ourselves who grew up in a pre-digital age, whatever they put online will remain online. They're forever. Uh, stuff down is incredibly difficult. And yes, and this could be, this could impact on their relationships. It could impact on their, their uh, employment in the future. There are all sorts of factors which could potentially impact on them. So, um, yeah, it's just one thing that children, unfortunately, have that, this, you know, that unfortunate circumstance of that we ourselves as older people didn't have when we were growing up. I mean, one of the things that you've talked about quite a lot recently, and it was a storyline actually in Coronation Street recently as well, is sextortion. This is becoming more common where people, you know, would encourage other people to send, you know, maybe inappropriate images of themselves and then then use that to blackmail the the child. Uh, Has this become more common? Yes, it has, uh, hugely. And and again, you know, one's got to be so careful. I mean, one of the chapters in my own book, covered the, uh, the topic matter of sexting. And this was seen as a very controversial subject by the publisher. Um, but it was something which, as we have to said, does go on in younger generations. Um, and, and the only thing that we have to do, or can do, really, is if they are insisting they're going to do it, despite all the best advice given to them, 
it's how to do it safely, um, without wishing to, 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 to dilute the seriousness of the conversation. I'll, I have to say I've had more parents who've called me up as being very handy for themselves, rather, let alone their children. Mm. Yeah, I, I, and in relation to, I suppose, extortion, I don't even know. I mean, I, I watched that storyline in Coronation Street and it was never, it's a difficult enough thing to watch when you see, the, you know, this young boy being bullied into essentially sending a picture of himself in the nude. Uh, and yeah. it turned out to be other boys in the school that did it and then they were looking for a thousand pounds off him uh, to delete it. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's usually yeah. gone past that point once they're looking for the money because it usually has been sent to somebody else. I think you just have to accept it. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, you've got to bear in mind that whoever it is, whether you're a child or an adult, if you're having a relationship with someone and you send an intimate photograph that shows your phone, that easily could be identified as you, it could be a tattoo that you've got, which is very specific and personalized to you. The fact is that if you show if you show a distributed photograph to someone who you believe you're madly in love with and you have a close intimate relationship with, that doesn't mean that that picture isn't going to be shown to someone else at some stage. Yeah. I, in relation to, I suppose, other things that, that people are conscious of, I'm sorry, your line is a little bit noisy there. We're, we're getting, yeah, sorry. It's maybe, a bit maybe I, I was going to say, I think you're out in the wind, are you, Will? Yeah. Um, in relation to, you know, the trolls and the bullies and the enemies and the frenemies and the stalkers, I mean, this has all come now with social media. Now, don't get me wrong, we've always had bullies, but we've never had them in our yeah. pocket 24 hours a day. So how do you how do you uh, teach mean, a child yeah. to ignore that or protect them from that? Well, the one thing that you and I both know, Niall, I mean, and anybody who's got a, a degree of a, a large number of followers on things, social media platforms like Twitter, uh, which is a pretty toxic environment in the best of times, is that, you know, it, the best thing you can do is to ignore those communications. You know, most trolls who are sending horrible messages or bullies, for example, um, will be looking for a reaction, a response from you. Um, but the very important thing is to actually keep that evidence, keep that trail of evidence. So if someone is someone that is known to you, not just some anonymous keyboard warrior, then you actually keep those copies of that, those uh, those messages. Because if, for example, this does escalate beyond a, a tolerable form, and to be honest, the tolerable will be measured by the individual as to how much it's individually affecting them. The, the key thing will be to, uh, to to be able to keep that evidence so you can then test the authorities, which, which under the Harassment Act could be deemed as a conduct of harassment, which is a criminal offence. Yeah, well, of course it is. Of course it is. So ultimately, it's our job to protect them. And, you know, I know it's going to be difficult. Now, I, I didn't want to let you go without mentioning, of course, the story of Archie Battersby today. And it's all over the news in the UK, as you well know. And this came yeah. from a TikTok challenge, according to his mother. Uh, these challenges, a lot of them quite dangerous um, on TikTok. Um, I don't want to go into the specifics of the individual challenge because I, I don't think that that would be right just in case we've got young kids listening today. But in saying that, these yeah. challenges that are out there, albeit on TikTok or Snapchat or whatever it is for young kids, I mean, these are really, really dangerous, Will, and they're, and they're becoming more common. Yeah, some of them can be. And I would say to any parent, you know, just periodically Google... Um, or even go into YouTube and put in the listing TikTok challenges or top TikTok challenges in the month of the year. And that will quite often give you, in the search finding, what TikTok challenges are currently out there. Again, I don't want to spoil anybody's fun. Some of them are perfectly harmless and they're just... Yeah, like, like the Ice Cube and challenge and all those ones. Yeah, some of them are fun, yeah, of exactly. course, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, but there are some which are dangerous. But what you can do is be ahead of the game of what's actually out there and what your child might be doing. And again, it's about having that discussion, talking with your child, and understanding what their friends are doing, and saying, look, you know, what are the TikTok challenges that makes you doing at the moment? Do you think that's it? I think I have a grown-up conversation with this regardless of their age. Okay, well, unfortunately, the, the line got a bit bad for us will, but listen, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming out the air. Your book is available, by the way, How to Keep Your Kids Safe Online. We've put a link up there on our social as well, if anybody wants to have a look at it. And I think it's essential nowadays that, and I know in the book you go into great detail in relation to everything we've spoken about, uh, but it is essential the parents are very aware of what their children are doing online and how to protect them. Well, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming out the air. Always my pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thank you. There you go. Will Geddes, uh, 25 years of security, cybersecurity expert and knows a lot about what people should and shouldn't be doing online. As, by the way, I told us the basket. Somebody says, now, would you ask him about Alexa? Is it really spying on us? I asked him that before, the last time he was on. Uh, and the answer is yes. And he said, I give you, he said, I give you a clue to the answer. I don't own one. <laughs> so he, do, he doesn't have an Alexa in his house for that very reason because he genuinely believes as a, a cybersecurity expert that our devices are quite capable of listening taking photographs depending on what permissions you've given it by the way because always remember when you sign up for any app you will always see they ask you for your permission when on earth did we think we'd ever allow a device to give us to, to give permission but give us consent it does say, can we use your microphone? Can we use your ca- your camera? Can we do this? Can-? And you just click yes, your location. Yes, yes, yes. Because you just want to download the app, don't you? So you just click yes to everything. So you're, you're actually, if you go through the, the, you know, the terms and conditions, which are there that you click yes to and agree to every single time you download an app, you will find it in the terms and conditions. We are allowed to take over your life. It's usually written there somewhere. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.